Welcome, everyone, to episode 179 of Some Like It, Scott. I'm your host, Scott Shelton, and on this week's episode, we're continuing our revisit of the 2021 International Features category with a review of prolific Spanish director Pedro Almodovar's latest film, Parallel Mothers. Before we get to that, however, with me, as always, I have my co-host, Scott Harvey. Scott, I asked you a few weeks back if you wanted to take a trip to Japan after watching Drive My Car. Are you now ready for a trip to Madrid? Um, sure. It seems like a nice looking place from uh, from what we see portrayed in the movie. Um, but yeah, this was my first Almodovar film, actually, um, which is, uh, I guess, kind of surprising, considering, like you said, he is one of, uh, you know, one of the most prolific international directors of the last 25, 30 years. He's an Academy Award winner. Um, he, you know, is, is just a very uh, well-known director in the world of international film. Um, so uh, a bit surprising, I guess, maybe uh, disappointing on my part, too, that I just had never gotten around to seeing any of his films before. Um, but you had spoken highly of this one. And uh, so I knew that I had to, to give it a chance and uh, went, went over to Aperture uh, yesterday afternoon and checked it out. Yeah, I, I'm not a Pedro Almodovar veteran myself. I, I really have only seen this film and his previous, which is Pain and Glory, which did earn an Oscar nomination. Two Oscar nominations? Did mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas Best actor as well? As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if this will receive any nominations. I'm not sure, because it did not get qualified for the Best yeah. International Feature category um, in the Oscar shortlist, because I think Spain put forth a different film uh, as opposed to Parallel Mothers, which... I don't understand okay. the politics of Well, apparent apparently in looking more into it, they oh. wanted to give more attention to a more up and coming filmmaker than yeah, you know Almodovar, who is, you know, just kind of the old mainstay. Yeah, and, and that's fair enough. I, I didn't I have not seen the film that they put forward for their pick. I'm a little bummed just because they did put Pain and Glory forward, and I thought this film was better than that, but I don't want to spoil my thoughts too much. Uh, on the whole before we before we get into it all but yeah i saw this film at the new york film festival it was the closing weekend film uh of the festival which is a pretty cherished spot at the festival um i was a little bit mixed going in because i was like oh, i didn't love pain and glory it was it was all right um but then yeah i went in and i was more than pleasantly surprised um so before i guess i give anything else away we we can just sort of jump right in i guess as as we've already just been talking about just now today's episode is all about the spanish two-hander parallel mothers directed by Almodovar, starring his longtime collaborator penelope cruz in the lead role of yanis parallel mothers follows yanis a middle-aged single and childless professional photographer who is contracted to do a photo shoot of a renowned forensic archaeologist arturo played by israel elahalde this photo shoot offers more to Yanis than just a payday, however, when after the shoot, she asks Arturo if his foundation will help excavate a mass grave in her hometown where her great-grandfather and numerous other men from her village were executed and buried during the Spanish Civil War. Arturo promises to review Yanis's case with his foundation, but makes no promises more than that. Fast forward several months, and Yanis and Arturo have continued seeing each other and sleeping together. And, of course, Yanis discovers she is pregnant, deciding to keep the baby against the wishes of Arturo, who would like to be with Yanis, but his wife is currently battling later-stage cancer. Understanding the complicated nature of Arturo's situation, Yanis breaks things off with him and excitedly looks forward to the prospect of motherhood. While in the hospital to give birth, Yanis shares a room with soon-to-be teen mother Anna, played by Melina Smith, who has quite the opposite outlook on her impending motherhood. And ultimately, the two give birth at the same time. Through the experience, the two bond and their lives become inextricably linked as the two start their parenting journey. And Parallel Mothers from there unfolds as a narrative equally concerned with the micro and the macro, a singular journey of motherhood, as well as a countrywide call to reckoning with an atrocity only barely in the ancestral rearview mirror. Scott, did Parallel Mothers have all the celebrated verve of Almodovar's filmmaking and an awards-buzzy performance from Penelope Cruz? Or did the different pieces of the puzzle not quite come together in this film that has quite a lot on its mind? I think it's probably a little bit of both for me. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the film. It's definitely a positive review. Um, I think that it has some very affecting moments in it. Um, 
both stories, really, you know, both the domestic story of these two women's lives intertwining, like you said, and then the uh, sort of historical story about what has happened to Janice's family and uh, these other people, like you said, who are uh, basically victims of genocide during the Spanish Civil War. Um, and uh, particularly towards the end is where that storyline really comes into the forefront in a affecting way, I think. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was definitely very uh, moved in some of the moments in this movie. And it's it's not a boring movie. It's never boring. It's a very engaging watch. I don't know how well I ultimately feel that Almodovar blends the two stories throughout um, the movie. I do think it is kind of we start off by talking about the historical story for about the first 10, 15 minutes. Then there's just a you know long stretch in the middle in which the sort of domestic drama plays out and the other part of it is relegated very much to the background. Um, and then the last 15 or 20 minutes, we circle back around, like it kind of bookends the film. Um, and like, I get it, I get how they are connected. Um, I just don't know that it was necessarily weaved throughout in a completely seamless way. With that, <clears throat> with that being said, like I said, I did find the ending when that, when that story does come back into the forefront. Um, I did find the very end of the movie to be, you know, one of the mo more powerful ending powerful endings of a movie um from this this year this year meaning 2021 um and so you know i, I think that he sticks the landing um even if i don't feel that at every moment it, it is woven together seamlessly um i also think and look this is just a thing this is just kind of a personal preference thing that some people are going to like some people are not um i think uh, you know from what i understand this is a quality of element of ours filmmaking and um, kind of just Spanish entertainment in general, but it's very melodramatic at times. Um, and the domestic story, again, between these two women has some like soap opera-like moments, which didn't necessarily um, al always land with me. Uh, again, even as I was engaged watching it, um, I don't know. I think there, for one thing, there are just some kind of like plot conveniences, I guess, which I won't... Um, I won't say anything more about now, but some things where I, like, if, I think if you think about them, I was like, this doesn't really make any sense how basically if I can be as vague about it as possible, Penelope Cruz is trying to keep something a secret from Melina Smith, Smith's character for a lot of the movie. And the way, the manner in which she goes about keeping it a secret is not very secretive or stealthy or, clever i guess is what i'm saying i feel like um you know if this wasn't a movie that relied on this remaining a secret for a long time um any logical person would have sort of figured out what she was doing um but I, you know i'm focusing more on the negative i i do think that this is a strong movie um i think it's doing something very unique again i like this i like the story of motherhood that it portrays it because it's very it's very different from what we saw in something like the lost daughter right which is another movie about motherhood that we've talked about recently um i think this movie takes a much more positive has a much more positive outlook on motherhood and a kind of restorative power in a way that um it can it can hold and even the the scene of the two of them giving birth together simultaneously i don't know i found that like kind of moving to me um i i can't necessarily explain it but just the act of them giving birth at the same time these two people at kind of different points in their lives again penelope cruz is like pushing 40 and uh melana smith is a teenager um but you know they have this little they have this moment they have this thing in their lives that they share together um and so i i found them both bringing life into the world at this particular time to be just kind of a, a moving thing to watch. Um, so I, I think it's a it's a very strong film. Um, I certainly would not have uh, complained if it had been nominated for the International Feature Oscar. Um, I definitely get why people would really love it. Um, I think there are just a, a few quibbles I have with it, which keep it from the upper tier of international films that we've talked about over the past year with like the Hamaguchi movies with the worst person in the world. Um, even something like Flea, but it's a, it's a strong movie. 
Yeah, I guess I, I, so I've seen this film twice now because I watched it this back in the beginning of October and then watched it again a little while, a few weeks ago now when it, when it did come back into, into the indie theater scene and was released at the beginning of the, of the new year. I, I really like this film. Um, I think on a second watch, some of the things that you're talking about actually came together a little better for me. It certainly, you know, the, the, the two handed nature of the story, you know, the domestic and the sort of more grandiose, the broader side of it. I, I think that it, it does on a first watch, it did really, it did really feel like this, like a, a kind of a weird sandwich almost where this sort of broader narrative um, is the, is the bun. And then the domestic narrative is, is sort of the, the meat and, and, and toppings in the middle. For me on the second watch, I think that it came together a little bit more neatly and and maybe I just zeroed in more on on that aspect of it because I was so moved by the ending in the first watch. But I, I think that it is actually pretty cleverly woven in more subtextually. So I think that you have to like understand what's going on and, and maybe some like Spanish cultural references to to see how it's interwoven a little bit more like. And again, maybe maybe you did notice this and it just didn't work for you. But I think there's a lot woven into Anna's character and how she is connected to the wrong side, if you will, of the Spanish Civil War, the people who were committing genocide. Um, and there's it's it's definitely not foregrounded. I'd, I would not go that far to say, but I think that it's it's woven into the background a little bit more than I had originally thought in the first viewing. Maybe we can come back and talk more about that later. But I, I did like how it, it wove the two narratives together. And and although it, it does emphasize one more than the other in, in this sort of sequential nature, I think that it, it flowed well enough for the story for me. It didn't feel clunky to go to start with one one story, switch to another and then go back to the other more more strongly at the end just because that felt like the story. So that didn't bother me as much. And, and like I said, I think it was woven in a little bit more for me, at least in that second watch. And yet Penelope Cruz, I think she's fantastic in this. She was also in Almodovar's last movie, which I, I again, I just, I, I wasn't as impressed as everyone else, I think, with that movie on on many, in many respects. But I think she's genuinely great in, in this one. And it is such a nice contrast to other films about motherhood that I feel like we've been seeing recently lost daughter namely um but i think there's others as well that paint more complicated portraits of of motherhood and i think again just a reminder that there's lots of different experiences of it right it's not all one or all the other yeah. it's it's all mixed in and you can even see that in the film as well um which which is really nice and you know i could go on more i mean i think the score in this is really amazing as well yeah um alberto iglesias i believe yeah, multiple time Oscar nominee, I believe, um, in the past. Yeah, but it 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 really stood out to me as well. Yeah, that there's like, there's something almost like it just really when when the title credits roll in this and the sort of strings kick in. I was about to say it's a little score. haunting, like the strings are yeah. at times. Yeah, I really not not that title sequences are really that relevant in in many movies, but like this one probably sticks out to me more than any other of the less obvious ones, right? Like, sure, the Billie Eilish, you know, Bond song from a time to die is great, whatever. Drive um, my that's, car. You, yeah, I mean, drive my car. Absolutely. I mean, the title sequence, 45 minutes in. I mean, we, keep, we can keep yeah. making that joke, I think. It's fair to make that joke um, consistently because it is it is hilarious. Every it's not even I a joke. It. It's just what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, we're just telling it like it is. But yeah, there's there's something about this where the, the strings kick in on the score and it's like the... I mean, because it, it, it does kind of feel like this like, sort of like grandiose like drama that it's about to like set up for you, right? It's got this like orchestral strings, um, jazz sort of motif to it, and and this sort of like camera. Because I mean, the photo shoot connects, right? But, like that, the camera frame with like the the credits for the for the actors and and Elmo Devar, et cetera, works really well. Um, big fan, big fan of that. But yeah, I just I really I really liked this film a lot. Let's talk a little bit more about Penelope Cruz. I, I just mentioned her. Oh, or did you want to say something else first? Oh, yeah. I was just going to add, I think the score kind of imbues it with an importance and a weight, even in that, you know, even in the simpler, more domestic story of these two women. And there's a, a moment where um, 
Penelope Cruz gets a phone call from Arturo and she, he asks her like, what's going on? And she says, she's saying, oh, well, I'm going to have to get rid of the au pair and all this stuff. And then she goes, it's just domestic stuff. It's not that important. Uh, and I think this movie is about how, well, no, actually the domestic stuff can be quite important. Um, that was just a line that stood out to me. And that's something that those are stories that I don't know. I, I, I gravitate towards i mean of course i'm gonna bring it up but like that's that's little women right that's um you know there's there's a whole passage of dialogue at the end about no i think writing about these you know domestic struggles will make them more important and i think there's a similar idea here and he even takes it a step further right because he is literally connecting this story to something that is you know capital i important the you know genocide like i said of of yeah and the know, whitewashing of that in, yeah. in spanish culture yeah yeah definitely so i i mean I, I that's one of the strongest aspects of the movie for me is just that he's able to lend that sort of weight to again uh what is other you know what could otherwise be this sort of soapy type story that you could in, in another director's hands you could definitely see this being like a very eye-rolly I don't know, family drama yeah. type thing, just because it could lose track of the yeah. plot twist again, the, the plot twist and like the, you know, places that the story goes are melodramatic. Uh, again, I don't really sure. know another word to say, for, say it uh, for it, but, um, but, you know, I, I think that that offsets some of the bad taste that that type of stuff might leave, uh, even though there are still moments for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the Penelope Cruz of it all, um, you know, th there was a time, and I don't know maybe she, if she still is in the conversation for a Best Actress nomination, but there was a time where she was certainly, you know, in in sort of the in in contention for maybe uh, the fifth spot, if you will, and maybe that still will come to pass. Who's to say for sure? But what did you think of this performance? Is it is it worthy of a, a la last woman in into the Best Actress category? Um. You know, I don't I definitely don't think that I would have any qualms if she was nominated. It's not personally going to be in my five. I think it's just outside of it for me. Um, but, yeah, she's giving a, a great performance. Again, I think she has to show a lot of emotional range in this movie. And um, some of her I will say there's some some very some of the most dramatic scenes of somebody opening an email that you will ever find in a movie. And uh, <laughs> I think she's scrolling. Yes. Yeah, she, she sells those moments pretty well. Um, again, I think she really just buys into Almodovar, which makes sense because they've worked together so many times at this point. It's, you know, yeah. it, it must, they're muses for each old, other. Old, old hat. Yeah. But she does, again, she does that sort of melodramatic stuff really well in the, Oh, the facial expressions and the shocked and all that shock and awe and all that. Um, you know, I, again, I think she, she sells that really well. She buys into what he's going for. Um, I, I liked her scenes for the most part with Milena Smith. I don't like every single thing that they do with that relationship. Um, sure. But I think that, um, you know, it, 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 there's an interesting, ambiguity to her performance in those scenes again because she's having to keep so much under the surface because she's trying to keep stuff a secret she's trying to keep one yeah. particular thing a big I mean, she's so she's so conflicted about that about that thing yeah that you're talking and you about. and you can you can see that right you can um you can see how certain things certain moments affect her uh because she knows something that that otherwise they wouldn't be affecting moments, but because she knows what she knows, um, yeah. she has like just this different reaction that we as the audience can pick up on because we mm -hmm. also know what's going on, what's fully going on, but that the people around her wouldn't necessarily, you know, notice as, Hey, what something weird just happened there. Like, you know, she's yeah. experiencing something. It's just subtle enough to where I think um, it's the, the hallmark of a strong performance that she's able to, to make that work and that we're able to to feel her pain in these moments when even when she's not like you know very explicitly expressing it because she can't because she's trying to keep up a facade yeah yeah and and melina smith i mean this is sort of her first major film role kind of sort of 
cast as this sort of breakout breakthrough performance for her. Um, is it is it something that you think is going to put her on the map? I mean, this is also still a Spanish film. It's not like she's broken into Hollywood with this. But do you see this translating to to bigger roles for her? Or do you think this is maybe not quite that gateway to bigger starring turns? I mean, look, it's a high profile international film. She's playing alongside an Academy Award winning actress in Penelope Cruz. Um, I think if she's going to make it, this is, you know, a great opportunity for her. Um, I don't know if I am confident enough, though, to say that, oh, yeah, this is a star star is born type performance. Right. That we have sure. seen some of here recently. Um, I don't know that. Yeah, again, I, I just don't know that there were any like particular scenes or moments like there were with Penelope Cruz that stood out to me. Now, I don't think she gets like acted off the screen or anything when she's with Penelope Cruz. Like, I, I definitely think she's able to to hold her own. Um, but I, I just think Penelope Cruz is probably asked to do a little bit more here, right? Because of the fact that she knows yeah. so much more than the other characters do so her she's she's feeling more complicated emotions than yeah than Anna is for most of the movie um or you, you have a lot at least you have a lot more line of sight into the into sort of the complicated emotions that particularly Yanis is yeah. is, is feeling as opposed to Anna who's you, you we obviously discover things about her the rest of the film but I think she's ultimately sort of played as this character who is a teenager right like she is a teenager young adult type She's making bad decisions uh, at times with her life. And it's only because she has this sort of more nuanced motherly figure in her life, thanks to Yanis, that, yes, it does get very complicated between the two of them based on multiple factors over the course of the plot. But I think she's ultimately able to be steered in the correct directions and like given ultimately what not necessarily what she needs to be happy in a given moment, but what she needs to grow longer term. and. I don't know how much nuance there is in that performance relative to the nuance that you're seeing with the Penelope Cruz role. And I think that's ultimately maybe where it's not necessarily underserved, but there's less potential, I think, which, which is more what you were talking about there to, to really sort of shine on, shine on the screen. I do think she's convincing, like in the scenes where she is being motherly to a, you know, yeah, baby. Totally. Um, I think she takes because, advantage you know, of what she has for sure. Right. And, you know, when we're introduced to the character, kind of like you alluded to earlier, she is very much not enthused about the situation that she found, yeah. finds herself in. She's dreading in. it. Yeah. And we learn more about why that is when we learn just about the circumstances which led to her getting pregnant in the first place. Yeah. Um, but uh, which, again, there was just there was some weirdness in that scene to me. But um, which, sorry, which which. Which time so, I, like comes I guess times. we could get into spoilers at this point. Yeah, yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah, why not? I mean, so that it's revealed basically that um, Anna was raped by a group of men that she went to school with yep. um, that kind of threatened her and blackmailed her. Penelope Cruz just has a line in that scene where she says, like, oh, you know, why didn't you call the police? Like, what if they're going around raping other people? It, it's just like a really weird way to, like, I, I don't know, like, I can't even point to exactly what it was uh, about it, but it, it was it was almost like a weird like, oh, they're raping everybody up in here, you know, like that, that viral video or whatever. That was yeah. a thing like many years ago. Just the the way that she said it made it sound like, again, it, it kind of like over dramatized the moment of like, well, I, I don't know if we should be focused on like that. These guys are like serial rapists who are going around doing this to other people. This is like a personal thing that happened to her and that's why it's important to the movie yeah, yeah uh, it's it like just... an important question to ask what if what if they are doing this thing but maybe not the first question to ask in that situation yeah, yeah. again it, ju it just seemed like it was kind of there to just do nothing but stoke like the dramatic fire or whatever yeah, that they thought maybe. that they were um you know manufacturing but it's just a small it's a very small thing nitpicky thing that just kind of like rubbed sure. me the wrong way in the moment but um but yeah uh, i guess what what i was alluding alluding to or what i was leading towards was saying that you know she wasn't she's not enthused about the situation that she finds herself in but then you know it all this it, it turns into a blessing that she was not expecting right um when you know the early scenes where she is with her baby anita 
um and you know we just see like how she lights up and everything and is very like i said very convincing and very comfortable with um the the baby and we see that she's clearly been sort of won over by the experience of motherhood mm-hmm. and i think it's important that we do see that because of what is then going to happen and how that is going how that is later ripped away from her for a period of time but then restored to her in a way um yeah you know, she 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 obviously has a real arc to go on. So I think those early scenes are really important to establish that. Um, and I think the performance is, is, you know, definitely solid and strong enough to make me believe in the character. Um, for the most part, uh, from beginning to end. I, I guess I will say at this point that the brief interlude that this takes into them sort of having like a lesbian relationship I, I love know. how you clarified that the relationship was lesbian between them. Well, I'm sure yeah, our listeners okay. appreciated that. Sexual oh, relationship, too. I guess, is what I should have said. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't know that I believed that that was what was going on, that that was the feelings that was going on between them, really, like at any point in the movie. Yeah, and I mean, I, I did want to talk about that because it is the one thing that I, I think gave me pause as well ultimately i feel like i i work through that and maybe i'm i'm maybe i i'm imposing a lot of my own sort of justification on it or not but i think that what the what it really does serve the purpose to show is that both women in in the parallel mother structure of it all right like you you start at the beginning where yanis is really happy and then it is struggling right when she finds out a that it's you know not her child and just in general i think she's having difficulty connecting with the child that she was really excited about and and then you know you flip that and you have the opposite with anna who is dreading being a mother and now is overjoyed once her child is born and you know you have them go on their journey or whatever and then their paths cross um in a in a way that we can talk a lot more about i think in in a few minutes but one of the things that i i did like or what one thing that i think makes that work out is that at the point where that happens in the film i think both of them are just so lost in their their own personal struggles that they are like not sharing with each other i think with anna it's this idea that her child you know died and then she's now becoming like a sort of surrogate mother to yanis's child at the same time she's like left her house without telling her mom and has it's sort of like lost at sea in a lot of ways, like emotionally. And, and rather than processing that in a healthy way, she's sort of channeled that into this, what she believes is like the sexual attraction towards someone she feels intimately bonded to. On the other side, you have Yanis, who is going through this like really difficult time. It's not her child. She realizes that it's actually the, this other person's child that's in her house that she's brought into her, to her home. And she wants to tell her, but doesn't know how to tell her and feels like scared of telling her. And again, sort of like accepts this this sort of really zany thing. Zany is not even the right word, probably, but this like really uncomfortable thing that I think happens between them for a period of time in a way that it doesn't ultimately mean very much to Yanis. And I think that it means a lot to Anna for the wrong reasons, right? Like then that sort of like teen young love. I think I really need this to like be happy kind of way. But in reality, I'm not sure that I do. And I think that it adds a lot of like it tries to add a lot of nuance to these characters in their particular in these particular moments. But yeah. your mileage may vary on how much it adds. And hey, there's another this is another thing. Why are why are the age gap police not coming for yeah. uh, parallel mothers? Uh, I think it's uh, pretty stark if you ask me. But um, but no, I, yeah, I don't I mean, disagree. I def- yeah, I definitely buy into what you're saying. Um, I, and I don't deny that some of that might be what they're going for um mm-hmm. just in the moment for me it was kind of sure. like oh this is where they're going with this i don't i don't know how i feel about this because yeah i i, I, I liked you. it so much more as they are bonded together like by this sort of unspoken thing that mothers have right and that is which the is thing where that it is ends. connecting now yeah yeah that is the thing that is connecting now which yeah which is where it ends of course but um so for then for it to then take that extra step and go into the sexual realm i was like 
I don't know that I really thought this is what the movie was trying to do, even even if on some level it makes sense for the reasons that you're saying. Yeah, and to be clear, I think that even if it does, even if what I said does make sense to someone who's seen the movie, I would ask, is that really the best way to have shown that nuance, right? Like, is there was there a better way that it, that like I think yeah. like, probably there probably was a better way that it could have been done. And again, going back to my main problem with the movie, with it being too melodramatic, certainly that helps you know that heightens yeah. that melodrama that all of a sudden they're now in a sexual relationship you especially know, on a side who's sex scenes and yeah, yeah. um there's a lot so, of charged emotion in that for anna in particular's character right and, and and yeah and it suddenly become again it suddenly becomes less about like the motherhood there's there's just a whole path that it goes down that i wasn't thrilled with of like her being oh she's just she's so jealous of arturo and whatnot <laughs> that, that um, feels so like, believable you know, though honestly yeah it it does but like i just yeah. felt like that was so trivial in in comparison to everything else that was going on in the movie um i think it's I just such like, a huge, it's just a stark reminder that she's a, she's a kid which is also yeah. makes it problematic right that they're in a relation that they're that they're having these interactions yeah. to begin with but like she's like 20 right like she's doesn't have her life figured out. Um, oh, there's a lot of time that passes in the movie. There's like two or three years, I think, um, that pass in the, over the course of the film. So she grows up a little bit, but we're talking a little bit. We're not talking about a lot here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. It is like the one thing if I were to point to that, that really kept this film from being the best it could be for me. It, 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 it was it was that component for sure. Um, but let's, So we're kind of like skirting around this or we're talking around it um a little bit something that you brought up are these sort of plot conveniences that you, you were talking about and specifically it sounded like these things that yanis are is do are do is doing to keep this truth about cecilia which is god it's going to be so confusing which is <laughs> not her child anna's but... anna's <laughs> biological child but it is uh yanis's um child based on the switching that happens in the hospital but to me you're talking you're talking about there's a lot of conveniences that it should be obvious what's happening here to anyone who's who's really taking taking notice and and part of me wonders i i do think that's kind of the point i don't think that it's trying to be this super stealthy exercise because even yanis herself is talking about in the film i you know i wanted to tell you i wanted to tell you i was trying to tell you but i didn't know how um but but how, I, I wonder how if that's it... part of it I, yes, I, I think maybe from her perspective, but I think from the other character's perspective, it's like, how do they not see what is going on here, right? Like, she swabs her for saliva, and her only explanation of it is, it's for an, an analysis. What does that mean? It's for an analysis? And and yeah. uh, Anna is that was just the like, okay, I, I wonder it's like, oh, okay, it's for an analysis? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I was I, like, I, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, she, someone's just taking your saliva. They're telling you it's for a very vague reason, and you're just she like, did, yeah. So I, the only thing that I can possibly rationalize in my head, because I also laughed about this as well, is that like, in from Anna's perspective, she's like she's just hired to like basically be this full time babysitter, and there's like a drug test happening. But like that's not how drug tests work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, then, it's very funny. Right. So it's like it's that, and then it's like <laughs> all of the pictures, right? Like. She asks she asks her to send her the photo of the the baby that was actually hers that died, yeah, and is like yeah. zooming in on the eyes. And then later, when uh, <laughs> she's looking at the photo of the three guys, right, that Anna slept with, she's like zooming in on the one guy's eyes. I'm just like, yeah. you are not very Nuts. stealthy in the way you're doing this. Like at this point, how has how has she not figured out exactly what's what's going on here? And I, I will add too that I, and I pointed this out on Letterbox, but like. I am not someone who has ever been able to like look at a baby and say, oh, yeah. this looks so much like the mother or father. Um, yeah. And they really want you to be able to look at these photos, right, of like this guy and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's like this revel revelation that he's the, the father. Like, it's so yeah, strong. It's, it's one, yeah. one to one. Like, when Arturo in the beginning is like, that's not my it's baby. Fine. He like, she doesn't <laughs> look like me. Or, it's I was so like, matter of what? fact. Yeah. Like, I was like, she's been born for like two weeks, dude. Like, how could you tell that? Like, it looks it, yeah. it looks perfectly perfectly reasonable for me at this to me at this point that it could be your child. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. But uh, again, that's just some of you know my my approach to 
babies in real life i guess yeah, yeah, um, yeah bleeding into the experience of the film but yeah those those are just some of the some of the things i guess i, I was just like it, it just seemed very like sloppily thought out in a way i guess it, just trying to move the plot along trying to keep the the secret yeah you know so that we can have this suspense building for like so long in the movie but the ways that it is keeping that suspense going are very like hackneyed and like artificial and manufactured to me in a way at, at certain points like i just feel like the if if this movie was taking place in the real world the artifice of what janice is trying to do would have broken down pretty early on yeah that again that might be true i'm not i'm not so sure i think that again i can understand anna being swept up and the whole sequence of it all and just sort of shrugging it off and and moving on and not and not asking those questions. I, I, I feel like I can see that from a 20 year old woman who's just trying to figure out what she's doing with her life. Uh, as for the baby stuff that to me, it's like that is super believable because I feel like I hear people say that all the time. Oh, like, totally. And that... photos and I'm just like, sure. I just shrug and be like, I guess so. Sure. Why not? That's why yeah, I say yeah, there's like, resemblance. Yeah, you look exactly like that person. That part of the movie is not it's not like a legitimate criticism of sure, the movie, sure, I feel yeah. like to say that because because yeah, so many people do say that. And that's what I that's the thing that confounds me because I have never felt that is that I just you know, everyone always can always say that and says it so early on after a child has been born, and I'm just like, looks like a baby to me. Like it has your eyes. I don't know what to say. Yeah, oh, exactly. Scott, he has your eyes. I don't think there are any children out there with my eyes. Uh, I will say that. We'll take a few look at some photos later and see. If somebody tries to convince me there are, I will play an Arturo card and say, no, that is that is not my child. <laughs> that is not my child. Uh, speaking of Arturo, what did, what did you think of? What did you think of Israel Elahalde? Did you like him? I kind, I kind of like low-key really liked him. He was fine. I liked the actress who played uh, Anna's mother. I thought she was... Is that Teresa? Was, uh... Is that her name? Yeah, oh, Teresa. Yeah. She was, she was strong. Gijon. Yeah. Yeah. She was strong. I liked like, she, she was, a, she was very believable as like the slightly vain actress who has right. like put her own ambitions and feels that like what she is doing and acting is like the most important thing in the world. Right. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if she has to take this opportunity and go to, you know, these other cities in Spain and leave her daughter, um, you know, this is all she's ever wanted. This is her whole life. And if she doesn't, if she doesn't take this opportunity, it will never come along again. And I don't know, maybe it's true. Maybe, maybe it is true, but it also the character is an actress. Right. And I feel like it's just like, it's a believable character that she's this person who like pretends for a living and is kind of just like treating that <laughs> as the, you know, be all end all when there are very real issues going on uh in her family i mean not not just i mean anna's having a child and then you know she just wants to like take the easiest route and be like oh just go live with your dad just go you know stay with him and like which is I where all this exactly has happened as well her like yeah. her dad had sent her to her to her mother after she was right because he didn't want to, there to be a scandal so he just didn't <clears> even <throat> pay any mind to the whole rape thing um, but but that yeah that's kind of what I'm saying is that the mother neither of them wants the best really, for her yeah yeah well she doesn't she doesn't understand why um, Anna doesn't want to go back to her father and doesn't really care to understand doesn't take the time to understand the reason yeah. she's like I don't understand why you want to do this like just just go back to your father just kind of looking for the simplest kind of looking for a way out right to where yeah. she can kind of justify her own leaving. Uh, yep. Because she can say, "Oh, well, you're going off with you know your other parent. You're her. You're his responsibility too." But instead, she ends up in in the world alone. Yeah, I, I, so I, I think that there's, was a good there's yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I I sort of like a lot of the supporting performances in this. Teresa and Arturo. I was a big fan of Arturo. Like I said, I kind of liked um, this actor. I haven't, don't think I've seen him in anything else ever, but I really liked him. I liked Rossi De Palma, who plays Elena, which is Yanis's like I, I don't even know how to describe her, but her who boss also, but also has just a crush like on God. her, apparently. <laughs> oh, is that wait, what? I did I miss that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's an entire scene where um who is it? 
I think it's Anna who says like, I think she likes you like to, oh, uh, I, to Jan. I, I read about. that as like, just like jealous vanity of, of Anna sort of like Arturo kind of thing. I don't know. I kind of took that a different way because she's always like early in the movie, at least she's like trying to like invite Janice out for dinner and like, you know, on little escapades of their own, I guess. So I, Maybe I was reading too much yeah. into it, but just the way that I, I think it was on. I, again, I forget exactly what character it is. No, it was. It, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, she likes I think you. that she's Cecilia's godmother. So I, I think that it's pretty platonic. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just seems like a weird thing to say, right? I think she likes. I mean, obviously, she likes her. Like they're best friends, right? It seems like a weird yeah. thing to say, unless you were you meant it, like. Oh, she likes you on a romantic level. No, I think that's definitely the way that Anna meant it. I I just read that as like mm-hmm. this sort of vain jealousy of of Yanis's time being spent with other people that's not her, and and she wants that attention. Maybe I mean you could be right though. I I didn't read it that way, but that may have been the the correct way to read it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I like a lot of the supporting characters, and you were talking about Anna's fam- family situation around her father, and I think that that is the part to sort of segue to the other narrative um, of it all. Like that is the part to me that it is how this macro level narrative is woven into the middle of the film, right? There is this undercurrent throughout the middle of the film of Ma, of Anna's familial situation and how where she is from and or where her father is from, at least in Seville, they have a lot of cultural responsibility for what happened in the Spanish Civil War about how her father um, is exactly the kind of person who two generations ago, he would have been standing by and allowing this this type of genocide or even you know perpetrating this genocide and, and allowing that to happen. And I think Just that- Just as he covers up what happens to Anna. Exactly. So I, I, I think that that is, that is like the one thread that I would point to and say, there is this sort of like cultural learning that is a part of the middle- are part of the story, something that I think it could have certainly been emphasized more, but there are several moments throughout where Yanis is wrestling with that. And at even one point, even has, tries to have a conversation with Anna about it before then that is when it, she reveals to her about the child, I believe. It's sort of all in that, all in the same scene. And I like that the sort of like this secret of the shot of like whose biological child this is and also like the knowledge of like an ancestral wrong that has happened in Spain are like two bits of knowledge that are intertwined literally within the movie and the scene that are intertwined for on a sort of like maturation process of like, Oh, my child's still alive. Oh, my family is, you know, like my family history has been a part of this, of this wrong that has existed within Spain for 80 years. And I think that's why it's really important that when you start getting toward the final 15 minutes of the movie, that Anna is still there, right? That Anna is, is going in person, you know, with Yanis and with Arturo and with Elena and with, you know, Yanis's, you know, family, her aunt, her grandmother, et cetera, back to her hometown and, and sort of bearing witness to this, uh, excavation of this mass grave. Um, so I, I do think that there's there are some threads basically that that thread this thing together from the beginning to the end in a way that I found pretty satisfying um, and not just sort of a, a pick up, put down, and then pick back up again. Like I kind of felt like it might have been the first time watching. Yeah, I, I mean that that makes sense because also you know it's like Anna is having to experience this tragedy where she loses someone that she feels is connected to her at the time she feels is a family member of hers, uh, just in the same way that Janice has, you know, previously lost her family. And, and it's really, it's not just her, her, you know, great grandfather, it's, um, you know, other members of her family. You know, she, she talks about how, um, her family is basically just like all single mothers, right? Like the, men in her family are either just not present or, you know, they, they die. Um, yeah. And so, you know, she's experienced a lot of tragedy in her family. So yeah. Cause it, the implication is sense. that her, her mother was, a, oh gosh, am I, am I misremembering this that her mother was raped or that 
or that her father just left her okay. mother. I don't remember what it was. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't exactly right recall what the whole backstory was there. I think it is explored at one point, but I don't know. It's late anyway, right now when we're recording this. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Anna, um, you know, she has to experience because she comes from the family of the, you know, quote unquote aggressors or whatnot, um, as you, as you said, comes from, you know, that race of people, I guess. Um, people and, at the very least who stood by while this happened, if not were perpetrating yeah. it themselves. And so she has to go through this personal experience herself of, of losing someone that she felt like at least, um, she, you know, was connected to what had a family relationship to. And I think that is why at the end, like you said, she's still there because even though it turns out that this was not her child, she felt the pain as if it were her child. And so now she understands Janice's experience of not only lo actually losing her child, but losing these other family members and her desire to, you know, see this project through and see that some light is shed on this tragedy. Um, so I, I, I think I think that works well um, when thinking about it more. But yeah, I, I think some of those subtler some of those notes about what is really the backstory with Anna's with Anna's family is are probably a little subtler on a first watch for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely feels not quite subtextual, but like you really have to understand I think everything else that's happening in a scene to then like pick up on some of the more subtle cultural references that are happening happening there. And I, I didn't pick them pick them up on a first watch myself. It did it did require a a revisit yeah yeah i, I so think it probably will for a lot of people yeah yeah I, I mean it, unless maybe you're in spain and understand it better like i, I mean at sure. the end of the day this sure. is a movie made for a spanish audience i mean it, it is great and we can all appreciate and consume it as well but you're probably going to get the most out of it if you understand the cultural context of it um better better than i did certainly um but with that well i mean let's talk about the last 15 minutes because you sort of said at the outset that you were really moved that it was some of the most emotionally moving final moments in a film of, of 2021. I agree with you. I mean, this, this is like, I was really wowed about this scene the first time I saw it and sort of just kind of walked in a little bit of a daze. I felt like after, as I left the theater about this and I can't remember if I said this on air or if I said this off air just to you, but it has this sort of like, and again, I do not compare this too heavily, but I know what you're going to say. But yeah. It has a Schindler's List vibe to it. It is not as emotionally overwhelming as that. I do it's not, not want to. It's not the real to... people. Yeah. Exactly. It is not the real people. They do take it, I think, pretty far at certain points. And it, and it, it certainly has this sort of like cathartic, you know, historical ownership moment of it. But um, it, it gave me big, as someone who watched Schindler's List for the first time, you know, about a year ago, it gave me a lot of vibes. Um, of those final moments in a, I, sh I don't know, in a light way. I'm not sure I even the right way to describe it. It's its own thing, but um, it struck a chord in a similar way, if not as powerfully. Yeah. Again, I, I think because some of it is like, we're not, maybe it's just our culture and what we're taught in schools and yada, 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 but we're not as intimately familiar with Certainly. the, you know horrors that went on during the spanish civil war whereas the holocaust you know is is regularly taught as like this is the darkest moment in human history um and so i i think just understanding the the weight and the gravity of um you know what is the what is going on in something like schindler's list is why it's so much it, it you know it's it's more deeply affecting than this at least on a first watch without the knowledge and context like we have of like i said of what's going on in schindler's list but yeah i, I mean again just something about the the imagery of all of them walking to the the grave you know after all that they've been through um just as a family and then and it's not like the only, fourth wall moment of yeah, yeah yeah not only them standing there by the empty grave site but also then the excavators like yeah. as sort of this exhibition almost lying inside the 
lines of like the where the skeletons were um as if they were the real people um yeah just kind of a a really vivid moment of like tragic a a tragic moment in history coming to life and um you know the the what it means to all these people again there's like the scene with the great aunt right who's like i just want everyone to be together right at the you know that's the last thing i want in life she's like about to die she you know is in a lot of pain and experiencing a lot of illness and she's like my last wish is for you know the family to be together again um and and again that whole thing even though these characters haven't been important even though we haven't necessarily been tracking this story throughout the entire movie it has a new level of importance when we just see like here's another uh janice has now lost another member of her family in a way uh yeah totally i mean it not really in a way like she has lost another another member of her family um and so her her life has kind of been full of these little tragedies um for people you know surrounding people related to her so to finally have this sort of cathartic moment where she can stand with other her you know her other relatives who have felt the same thing um and feel that you know that her experience is being given the proper um attention after all this time is it's powerful it's powerful to watch um and also you know when you see like elena there and um anna and anna's baby and it's like and Arturo and it's like she here's this is kind of like the surrogate family in a way um that we've seen her you know develop over the course of the movie um and, and at a so macro level like the surrogate family too, that she's yeah. been forced to to put together herself to to compensate for this family that has right. been yeah taken away from her yeah and that's why having a child is like so meaningful to her because yeah. here is you know someone that she can, is biologically connected to um when you know those people don't really exist anymore you know they've been the subject of tragedy or they live far away like these relatives we see at the end of the movie um so it just it brings all of that into focus in the end in a way that like i said i did feel like it stuck the landing even if um i didn't pick up on quite some of the undercurrents that were going on in the middle section of the movie yeah and as you were sort of alluding to just there yannis is pregnant at the end again yeah so she's yes uh, again right and arturo you know has left his wife and whatnot and so there's a heavy implication obviously that he's the father so (laughs) yeah no actually sorry anna's the father yeah (laughs) well you know again the sequel is going to be there's going to be more dna tests there's going to be more emails parallel fathers is going to be the sequel yes exactly (laughs) oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, no, love the final scene. I'd ask you what your favorite scene or moment is. Maybe you have a different one than the final scene, but I feel like we're getting a we get we get off easy this week. It's it's the last scene probably for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to think if there's any other, you know, if I, just to highlight another moment in the movie. Um, I guess the childbirth scene again, like I yep. said earlier, I thought was um, I don't know, it was powerful um just to, i don't think that that's depicted maybe a lot maybe that's what it is i don't know that um, vanessa kirby giving birth didn't do it for you but two women yeah, smiled well, simultaneously in a spanish hospital different circumstances it. and and yeah. I, I mean vanessa kirby's scene in piece of a woman is definitely i mean we talked about i think when we yeah. reviewed it how affecting that scene is um for some reason i thought that you didn't like it that much maybe i'm I'm misremembering i must be no i I mean i think the rest of the movie is obviously a mixed bag but well okay i I do i do think i felt like it was a little extra maybe over times yeah yeah. but i think they do it you know sensitively here and again i think it's just something that's not depicted that often and and maybe coming off of the lost daughter where which i think is an equally important story to tell right an equally important experience of motherhood that needs to be represented but which doesn't necessarily leave me feeling warm and fuzzy on the inside um (laughs) it was nice to see this other perspective of like yeah here is here is one character at least who is very happy about bringing a child into the world and another character who will soon be happy about yeah. bringing who wasn't super thrilled but ultimately was excited 
yeah. Um, yeah. So I liked that scene a lot too. Fair enough. That was a good scene. Uh, surprised you didn't go for the for the photo shoot of the shoes. Thought you were a bigger shoe guy than that, but sure. Not. Yeah, that was thrilling. But uh, but no, I can't <laughs> say that was a moment which particularly stood out to me. Not not a big guy. Not a big fruit photo guy either. Uh, well, next time maybe. Art. It's art on some level, I guess. It's art on some level. It went, yeah, art uh, for an advertisement at least. Anyway, um, <laughs> out of ten, what are you going to give Parallel Mothers? Uh, 7.8. It's a strong movie. Um, not among my favorites of the year like it is for you, um, but there's a lot to like about it. I'm definitely glad I saw it. I definitely think people should check it out. It does make me interested in seeing more Amodabar films, yeah. um, for sure, even if there may be a quality about them that will always resonate with me. Um, but yeah. I'm glad I had this experience. I'm glad I got to check this one off the list, and uh, I hope people will We'll give it a chance because it's it's an interesting story. It's a unique story. Again, going back to talking about when we talked about drive my car, and I you know talked about how international filmmakers are just telling the types of stories in you know that that aren't getting told in American films in ways that aren't you know that stories aren't being told in American films. I think this is another example. I haven't really seen another movie that. Um, tells a story like that has, has the the two narratives like this that is trying to blend again this domestic story with something on a much grander scale i think it's it's very unique and ambitious what he's trying to do here and i think it's he's pretty successful ultimately yeah yeah Nine, 9.0 for me i was a big fan of this film i I find, I mean, this is one thing I guess I just didn't say. This movie, even at times where it's melodramatic, it's just extremely watchable. That was one thing that I, I kind of felt like Pain and Glory was a bit of a slog to watch at times. I just felt like this was so propulsive um, and, and very, very easy on the eyes. Um, but yeah, 9.0. Really enjoyed it. All right. That should do it for our discussion of Parallel Mothers, as well as episode 179 of Some Like It's Got. We're taking a couple weeks off of our news section and award season updates, but don't worry. Scott is keeping a diary of everything he wants to talk about in terms of award season for when we pick that back up. He's nodding his head. Yes. Uh, but I will give you a chance, Scott. <laughs> Any party thoughts you want to leave us with today? Um, no, you know, normally I would say give some shout outs to other stuff I've been watching, but I've been having to watch the Kevin Smith movies this week for uh, trivia and Clerks 2. Wow. I don't know how they got away with that movie, even in 2006. T some of the most offensive scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. Um, there's right. a scene There's a scene involving Wanda Sykes that um, I don't really know how you come back from that. Even, even if the rest of the movie after that had been Casablanca. <laughs> I don't think there's any really recovering from what happens in this scene. Uh, and I, I would implore people to not check it out any further into what I mean. But um, oof, the first just, clerks is pretty good, though. Just if you're curious what happens, just tweet at Scott and he'll DM you what happens. And you will I don't know. I don't think that. I can DM you. I think I will be put on a list if I do. <laughs> All right. Well, I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about, because I don't think I've ever watched a Kevin Smith movie in my life. I'm trying to think if I would have seen a kevin smith movie i don't think so have you seen zach and mary make a porno oh i have seen that movie i guess okay. you have seen There's, that okay i have seen that yeah that was the one which i thought might be the most likely but yeah yeah i remember seeing that at some sleepover i feel like i had in high school so i don't know yeah that that checks out the like high school boys <laughs> being like oh let's watch the movie with this yeah. title uh. yeah exactly yeah i i've been found out damn it um <laughs> where can people find you on twitter uh at scarvy dent on twitter and all social media Cool. You can find me at shelton2013 on Twitter, Letterboxd, etc. You can also find our podcast on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash mediaplugpods. Check it out for yourself. Uh, support us if you can. If not, that's okay. You can still find us on wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. We'd appreciate if you rated, reviewed, subscribed, shared, all that jazz to continue to reach a broader audience. And we really appreciate you for taking time out of your day to listen to us chat about Parallel Mothers. We'll be back next week. We hope you'll join us then. But until then, for Scott Harvey, I'm Scott Shelton. We'll see you next time.